Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, baby. I let you bang I let you bang Greetings, marriage and virgins. Go for Jesus. No for Jesus, people. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Good. What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with one of my favorite people ever, a guy who never makes me not laugh. I don't think I've ever hung out with Greg. Maybe like if I've called him a couple times or I'm like, something really bad happened. <laughs> Come on. But you've I'm never not made me laugh. I, Thank I, you, brother. And I feel the same about you, dude. You're the quickest mind I think I've ever met. I get jealous sometimes. You're so fast. And I know we're starting off the show by sucking each other's dicks. And that's probably not what this audience wants to hear. But it's but anytime you pay me these really brilliant compliments, I, I just feel the need to share them back. Because nah, you, don't, man. you really I, are I, the quickest mind in con. If you guys haven't seen him live, you just don't know what you're missing with adam hunter what he get anything that happens he's so fast it's crazy it makes me crazy that i'll never be that quick no nah, well last night i'm at the comedy store and i was on like it was eddie ifton friends and it was like you know you it's always like whenever i'm at the improv or the comedy store i'm always like oh fuck yeah dude like i, I always feel the need to kill which is like not how you want sure. to a comic no absolutely because you don't work there as often as you'd like to so you want them to see what they're missing so you go up there like i'm gonna show you guys what to, and let me tell you something every time i've had that show it doesn't fucking matter it's not like they're watching it's not like i've described I've them and people it's them forward me emails from people going that last guy was the best one he was better than so-and-so and so-and-so well, who was he and they'll be like oh they, and they'll copy means nothing i'm sorry to interrupt go ahead no no you're absolutely right but 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 there's always the problem is is that uh is that when you want to kill it's like you're it's like what's well, like it's like a fighter trying too hard like you're totally you're you become a try hard absolutely results you're not going for like it's not like oh i want to land this joke i want to work on this joke i want to hit this bit it's just i, I just want to crush right right and of, and of course me and you are in that situation where uh it doesn't matter like we're always gonna have like the check spot or go last. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things where like I, I get there and it's like Andrew Santino and best selling and all all these people who have like bigger credits. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm this eleven comics and I'm tenth. Okay, all right, let's all right, okay. The show started at seven thirty. I'm going on at ten thirty. Right, that's usually how. It goes. And then every comic that's getting off, and these are good comics, is like, oh, how'd it go? My fucking crowd sucked. Like, or, or man, this crowd, man, they, they were tight. Like every, and I'm just, and in my head, I'm like, oh, they haven't seen me. I'm like, I oh, fucking totally. You know, I, I always like, say that too. I'm like, nobody's cracked this nut. Here we go. Ah, oh, yeah. So of course, I go up there and like second joking. I'm like, this is a fucking tight crowd. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like everything that I, I'm like, wow, these guys were not joking or they weren't lying. And it was just one of those crowds of like this, you know. Plus, it was like game four, the Lakers. So it was like anyone that was a sports fan was not going to be at the at a, a Monday night at the comedy store, you know, like they're going to be people that like anyway. So I, I got them and like, you know, like, you know, 30% in was like, it went from, you know, you never as a comic, I think want to go from like start at 10 ended one, you know, or ended three, you always right. want to go the other way. And that's how it went. 
And it went that way because I've been doing this shit 24 years where like a crowd like that's not going to throw me. And people go, well, what's the difference between, you know, the the thing was like to me, NFL, good college quarterbacks and good NFL quarterbacks are just different because, or great, great fighters. It's like Mayweather could lose the first four rounds and he'll come back and win the fight. A lot of times these quarterbacks, they get sacked and it, it's over. Whereas a guy like Peyton Manning throws four interceptions and doesn't throw them. You know, Kobe, right, right. Kobe, Kobe could fucking miss the first five shots. I'm not comparing myself to Peyton Manning or Kobe, but what I'm trying to say is that it didn't throw me. Whereas like a newer comic, a less experienced comic would have been like, oh, fuck. Like, uh, 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 uh you know, so it, it went, it went okay. But like, it was one of those things where I just, you know, it's Were you like, just not doing Brendan Schaub's act? <laughs> you, uh, uh, there like he is, McCarkle. Meanwhile, Brendan Schaub liked one of my videos. You know, and- you know what? Wait a minute. I, can we just make McCorkle the exclamatory a thing? I think we need to make that a thing where it's like anything that's just you're just like McCorkle. <laughs> it's so good to say in comedy. We love those hard C consonants, and that's it's loaded with them. <laughs> I like people that actually been sending me messages mad that I haven't been talking shit about Brendan Schaub on here. They're like, dude, I've been a job joke in three weeks. You used to have to keep track. Why are you falling off? And I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'll I'll get back on it. So, so my birthday was last weekend. I was 45. And my wife's like, let's have a big party. But I didn't want to have a party. Like, I just was like, let's save money. I just want to go out with my family. Um, you know, I had tickets to the Sparks. I brought like a friend or two to the Sparks game on, on Friday. I had free tickets. Um, and by the way, so uh, I got to say, a lot of nice comments from our fans. Funny, I mean, they're all like, "Hey, man, I want to thanks for the podcast. It got me out of some really dark times." Like every, like we're always like, hey, that, "That's when they find us when they're at their bottom, and they're like, I don't even deserve a name brand podcast." What's the bargain basement? Who, who, where's the Goodwill fucking MMA podcast? Oh, yeah, MMA roasted, never bugging us. It's like, hey, I was beyond depressed, and your podcast cheered me up. I mean, it was, which is super nice. And thank you. I, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's comedy. I can't tell you, like, the one time when I got detained, I, I flew to England to do a comedy show, and then I, and I didn't read the 700 emails. And um, that said, one of them said, don't tell them you're here for a comedy show. So when I got to the borders, I was oh, right. yes. here right. for you're a comedy to... show. And I got, detained. I got detained with a bunch of runaway au pairs. I was so depressed. I wasted a whole flight to England. I knew I wasn't going to get paid. Runaway then... au pairs, though. Did you get laid? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, if anybody is looking at his DTF, it sounds like a runaway au pair that checks a lot of boxes. <laughs> in the in the gotta hit it now category but but luckily fletch was on they had fletch on when they held everybody they had fletch on the tv the original and, or the re- the newer one i think it was, no 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 the original and that made me laugh oh, that's so, the greatest made me laugh so hard so i'll always thank fletch and chevy chase for making me laugh uh, uh who said i we- totally can i tell you when my mother when my when i went to you know sadly when my mother passed I, I was at this bar in El Paso, after, like the next day, getting ready to go home, and I'm all depressed and everything. And those, okay, our friend Craig Robinson, spokesman for Pizza Hut. And some of the commercials are pretty damn funny, especially if you know Craig. 
Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just funny to see him doing. All, and so he's up there and he's doing one of them. And it, it just really cracked me up. And I texted him. I'm like, you know, Craig, I'm sitting here in this bar. I'm all sad. And seeing you up there, doing, you said the thing. And I'm just dying. He's like, I got you, dog, man. Go get yourself some pizza. <laughs> he hit me right back. And it just made me feel a million times better. So I understand how sometimes seeing something makes you laugh. You're like, ah, thank you. Oh, my God. Drag me out of this mess. So was ever somebody for you that uh, comedy that got you out of a, a dark time? Um, uh, no, Brendan Jobs put me in a dark time. <laughs> I was gonna say right I there. Wait, hey, here comes the softball. That's a McCarkle. By the way, Craig. Uh, my favorite was Norm McDonald, man. If I was ever down at all, Norm McDonald was uh, any just a regular interview with him. His podcast, I don't know if you guys have seen it, not the one on Netflix, but the one that you can't find anywhere that he originally just released on YouTube is still to this day the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, man. It is, it's hard to find, but if you can find it, man, it's funny. Can I tell you that that uh, he uh, we had a we had him on Comics Unleashed back when I was one of the writer producers on the show and I I had to prep him for the show. And I don't know if I've ever laughed. And I mean, I'm working with name comics every single day, every episode, hanging out with them backstage and and also comics I know and my friends like Adam and stuff. So but but Norm had me dying i mean and just being himself just hanging around just talking and i mean i was just falling apart only two guys have really affected me that way and it was him and uh and richard lewis those two motherfuckers are the exact same on stage and off stage it's like a continuous show that you just see for one hour and then it just continues like in the rest of like it's just who they are it was fucking that guy's the best norm talked about that on uh howard stern he goes i did comic unleashed and that show couldn't be any more leashed (laughs) <laughs> that's right. That's right. He, and let me tell you something. He was saying that at the show. Like he was, he was in no way. That was all shit. He tried it out on me backstage. Like I was like, yeah, that's he was. He that all that shit was all happening right there in real time. He goes. He goes. They asked John Lovitz. So I hear you're getting older. Yeah, he's like yeah. the worst. Like I understand you're getting older. Like to set him up for his joke. Like oh, and listen, this was this point was made fun of by everyone that had been on the show. I would see them out at a club, like you know, a week or two later, and they're like, "You gotta love those transitions." Oh, <laughs> he's like, "Wow, that's crazy about your dog." So, Greg, I hear you like peanut butter. Like, I mean, it was just <laughs> there was zero. It was like my act. No transitions, all hard laughs. When I was there, the, the staff was all laughing at the transitions. One of the transitions, yes. he, did, he asked, he goes, so you think you can learn Spanish from graffiti? Like, it was just like, there was no. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you something. We talked about it. We'd be like, there's got to be a more natural way. And he just, he was like, nah, I got it. Like, he just didn't. Byron was like, nah, I'm fine doing it this way. And he was. And listen, the show, you know, he did, what, 200 episodes of it? So, four seasons, some shit like that. What's up, people? Support for MMA Roasted is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, which are very important, especially to our people watching. Well, to everybody, really. But Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million people worldwide, okay, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, which is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. My math is correct. That's about 16 million balls. That's a lot of balls, people. Lots and lots of balls, okay? Listen, 
I've been using the Performance Package 4.0. It's a game changer, okay? I remember before I used to use scissors or I would use a razor. I've cut my balls and that is not fun, okay? I've scraped them. I, people thought I had STDs. I just had all kinds of just, just terrible things, all right? Just horrible stuff on my nuts, okay? And uh, thanks to Manscaped, it's all taken care of, okay? First of all, first off, the lawnmower 4.0, the trimmer is the future of grooming. And dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. I tried lots of ball trimmers, okay? I, I plucked them out. I, I Hasn't been good, okay? But um, this trimmer is waterproof and you can say goodbye to the mess in the bathroom floor, okay? My wife comes in, she's hair everywhere. She's like, what's going on? It looked like a somebody ran over a, a Furby or something, okay? Listen, Manscaped is, is the way to go, okay? Time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code MMA Roasted. Okay, that's 20% off, free shipping. Use the code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMA Roasted. Unlock your confidence, okay? Let your balls out, okay? You, uh, you take home a girl for the first night or your wife or a guy, whatever you're into, they could be like, wow. This person takes care of you. You don't want stinky nuts, all right? You don't want women to pass out and just have all kind of funk down there. Not good, okay? I used to look like Ben Askren down there. Girls would be like, is that Askren? Because it would just be just lots of hair everywhere. <sighs> yeah, it was like it was like Chase Hooper down on my nutsack. Not good, okay? Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Check it out. So Richard Lewis, I remember I worked in Atlanta and he had done like the week before and they said he was like the most neurotic. Like he came there four hours before just to pace around the stage, like yeah. just for, for three hours. And then he played a song before he went on, right? But he it was a five minute song and it had nothing <laughs> to do with his act. And they're like, why do you want? He goes, I wanted everyone to hear the song. It was like some some guy he liked. It was like a just like a some Richard, act he liked, like Richard Marks or something. Like he just liked he just liked the song and he wanted everyone to hear it. Like dude, he was uh, but he's a Robert, lunatic. He is a lunatic, man. So funny though. God damn it. Oh, Craig Robinson, by the way. So my 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 cousin, uh, my cousin, she has this disease that only Jewish people get, uh, and it, and it, and it could be. <laughs> I, it could be fatal. It's very fatal in a lot of things. It's like a rare. Is it called being annoying? No, it's, <laughs> it's like a it's like a rare disease, and it's and it's like it, it it's really hard on a lot of kids. I mean, they you know most kids at one point they didn't live till twenty. It was just just an awful awful uh, disease that she had. And we always have uh, we had a show for the kids, and you know now she's doing great. She's in her thirties, but she can't. She she can't feel pain, so she she has to be constantly like like looked out for her you know her teeth. She could swallow her tooth. She's got all kinds of issues. So we had a show for them, and uh, I asked Craig Robinson to do it while he was on the office, you know, for free. Like I didn't have any budget. He drove across town from the office and put on an hour show for the kids, uh, just because. Yeah. And uh, I, that guy will always, you know. He could do no wrong in my mind. When someone does he, something like that, yeah. he's, he's he, the best. It's remarkable that someone as famous as him is that cool with his friends. And when, and when I say his friends, I mean a huge community of people. Yeah. You know, that are all, he's so friendly with everyone. Everyone thinks they're his best friend. 
<laughs> everybody, you know, but yeah. I really, you know, getting a chance to work with him on a show, uh, the ghost and show that we did on Fox, that was where we really became actual friends. And I, you know, to this day, we just, I, you know, we always, I, I love, uh, he's just a great guy and he's always, you know, he's always been there for me. So what can you do? So Friday, well, I'm trying to keep a straight face when uh, Will Ferrell's on Eastbound and Down is the best thing ever. You guys have seen that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. Yeah, he's like in my plums, and he's trying to keep the straight face. It's the best. <laughs> Dude, Craig is – and you talk about another guy who's the exact same off stage, and it just goes on to the stage. And, the, and no one loves to improvise like Craig. Craig loves – improvising like we've been at parties and just start improvising and doing a stupid scene and shit like it's ridiculous the guy's a blast so friday i went to the sparks game right and uh because my 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 friend's cousins played for the Sparks. (laughs) and by the way so it was britney griner's first game back right Mm -hmm. and got a standing ovation and uh which, which which was crazy because if it was anywhere else like if she did like a nascar event like they imagine they had Brittany Grinder, they would have boot. I, I think they would have booed her out of the arena. But this was her crowd. Like, welcome back, PG. You know, um, and she's about. She did great. She she's about four feet taller than the other girls, and maybe even five. I mean, she's just like it's like a big. It's like Sean playing basketball with us. That's how it yeah. felt like. Except <laughs> except she got tired. She got tired real quick. So it's just <laughs> like me playing basketball <laughs> and fighting. Yeah, but it's kind of amazing though, because like, what other athlete could spend like a year in a Russian prison, come back, and then go back to the pro being a pro and and dominate? I mean, there's not many athletes that can do that. Um, of course, (laughs) it's like what athlete could go dominate the WNBA after a year in prison? Pretty much any man, like, (laughs) so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure any race car driver. Uh, can go to jail for a year, come out and still drive a car. Right. I feel like uh, I feel like that's 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 a sport you could probably still come back to. But she was up there taking foul shots, and they have a thing like no booing. Like they have like, hey, you know, they t- try to tell you. Yeah. Like, so she's taking foul shots, and I was thinking like it would have been funny if everyone held up vape pens. You know, like just you know how like they. Like, oh, ooh, man! You just gave them a great idea. She's gonna have trouble on the road now. <laughs> Way to go, dude! Everyone's gonna hold up vape pens. Oh shit! Uh, then, and then I went to the the, the uh, state fair, uh, which, by the way, I thought it was that I thought it was the Orange County Fair. To we, we had tickets to go see Shaka Khan, you know, because I brought my daughter. Oh, but it was the state fair. Okay, it was the L.A. State Fair. So, we, but we drove to the Orange County Fair, and my and my wife drove so I could watch the fight. No, you didn't. Yeah, oh, so of my course God. we drove an hour and a half for the wrong fucking way. Um, oh. We got there. <laughs> this is a phenomenal breakdown on everybody's part. Okay, <laughs> how does she not know? You're, you're even the child should have known. <laughs> then we got there. Which fucking fairgrounds? I can't believe you didn't double check. Hey, is this the fair? I just like, figured oh it was Orange County Fair. That's where we saw Smokey Robinson, Shaka Khan. Oh my! You just assumed but, the fair. That's I just thought it was the same fair, right? What's up, people? During the prime spring season, which is now, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track reaching your goals. That's you, all right? I want you to reach your goals. I want to reach my goals. And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, they can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals. 
delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll tackle everything on your to-do list, which is a lot if you're me and probably you too. Are you too busy to cook this May? I know I am. I stink at cooking. Well, with Factor, you can skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, the prepping, and cleaning. That takes time, all right? And Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Two. So all you got to do is heat it up and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warmer weather because that's good for you. Vitamin D. Are you looking for calorie conscious options ahead of summer? I know I am. You could try their delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. All right. You need an extra boost of energy? I always do. I'm exhausted. I got a kid. I got a wife. I got a career. I need energy. All right. And check it out. Try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week in a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. They're prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. Get those goals, people. If you're looking to mix it up, you could add protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. With 34-plus chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you could round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, yummy bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast scallet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices shakes, smoothies. Looking to pack in more protein? Conveniently add on filling options like a salmon filet. Oh, that sounds delicious. Or chicken wings to your factor meals to support your dietary goals any time of the day. So check it out. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 to get 50% off your first box. That's amazing. That's code ROASTED50 at factormeals.com slash ROASTED50 to get 50% off your first box. That sounds amazing. Do it now. So we go, so right away we get there. And of course it's like, it, it's all the, you have to take a, a trolley to the place and this, and then it's too loud for my daughter. Shaka Khan's great, by the way, for 70 years old. And I didn't even realize that she sang on the song with Stephen Winwood, Higher Love. There yeah, higher love. Bring me higher. That's her. You, you know that was her. I think I did. I feel like that was something I did know. I thought Shaka Khan was a male artist, so I'm way off. I was thinking. Uh, no, she sings "I'm Every Woman," and then Shaka Khan. And then Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. So that was uh, that was pretty awesome. And then uh, my daughter is just like she's funny. She wakes me up in the morning. She goes, "If you wake up now, you can play Legos with me." And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> Aren't Legos a wonderful invention, man? Having kids, you get to play with them, step on them every week. I used to step on my kids' Legos all the time. Oh, and oh. My dad right hated now. that because my brother Mark loved Legos. And, man, boy, <laughs> I, I tell you what, it got rid of the Legos. 
Right. <laughs> my, my dad only had to do that. My dad loved outlawing shit in our house. It was his favorite thing to do. And yeah. so he would anything that ah, well, that's it, that's it gone. No, throw it all away. And that was it. It was fucking yeah. gone. We never saw it again. <laughs> Yeah, well, my my daughter, like, she's starting to whine now. Like, eh, I don't want it. I go, Violet, are we whiners? Or are we going to are, are, are we gonna be, when we see something, do we whine or we see it as an obstacle that we can get over? Whine. So now, <laughs> I was going to say, well, you got to explain to her. Technically, she's only half whinish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you half Jewish? Thanks. Yeah. yeah she, whines, <laughs> she whines all the time. And then everything is a game, but it's my fault. Like, like she goes and takes a poop, right? And I tried to make it fun. So I'm like, oh, Captain Butt Wipe is here. And I dress up. I put a thing. I go, time to wipe your butt, right? So, but now she's four. And she's like, Captain Butt Wipe. You know, so I, I come in. Or we got to do a puppet show. Well, she's sitting on the toilet. I come in with the animals. And I'm like, have you seen, you know, the, the cat? And then I look around. And then the cat's like, I'm over here. The other stuffed animal. And then every time I look, <laughs> it's gone, you know. And then it goes like time for your bath. I gotta give her a bath, but we gotta play. You know, we have to do a talent show with Elmo and Abby versus you know Grover and this one and Cookie Monster. And then she doesn't want to get out, so I gotta wrap her like a burrito. And then I go, it's burrito time. I gotta throw her up three times, <laughs> and then I gotta put stuff in the burrito. Here's some chicken. Here's some this, and then she's a mouse, so she eats the cheese in the burrito. And then I gotta wrap, throw her up. And this is all. It's just one game after another. And then it's time for bed. And she's like, tell me a story. And like, tell me, oh, I want a funny story. I already heard that story. And then she directs the story. Once upon a time, there were two kids. Her name was, no. Her so name you, was, so, so you're yeah. telling us you have to take Adderall twice a day. Because <laughs> there's no human alive. They can <laughs> no. I, and again, I know you're like it's so great, but every time you talk about it, I'm like so glad I don't have kids. Dude, she's so, <laughs> so she's so stubborn, dude. Like, daddy, play LOL dolls with me, right? So I go there and I want to watch the game. All right, bring them in here. No, I want to play in the playroom. And then it's just like, all right, I'll go in the playroom. And then I'm like, I sit in the chair. No, sit on the floor. No, I'm sitting in the chair. I'm not playing then. And then I go, all right, I'll sit on the floor. Then I'm on the floor going, you have to say please. Like, I'm, she already got me to do what she wants, but I'm telling her to say please after the fact. I'm like, right. Dude, I got to figure this out. This is not, uh, this is all on me. This is, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, sorry. At some point, you may have to discipline her. <laughs> yeah. I know, I, I know, I know. You're right. I don't know how. I don't know what's allowable anymore. I don't know. I mean, you know how we were raised. I'm sure McCorkle took a few shots. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, my dad, my dad loved to beat the shit out of us. So I was say, I, I still haven't physically recovered. I don't think from some beating. I haven't either. Exactly. I mean, I went to therapy a few times, and I guess I'm better. <laughs> I mean, my dad fuck, smacked me man. so hard one time. He left a five finger on my thing, like a, Woo! you know. And then when I brought it up, he like denied it. I never did that. I'm like, Dad, I remember the five finger. And so then he yeah. yelled at me. They yelled at me for bringing it up. Dude, dude I was talking to my buddy. I, my <laughs> well, dad, I gotta bring him old shit. <laughs> like, this is happening, My dad used to drink and drive, right? And by the way, people listening, I don't want your fucking emails about how I'm spoiling my kid and about and about how you parented and all this other <laughs> bullshit. I don't care. I'm not going to read them. All right. I'm don't worry. Gonna They're going to be busy sending me messages about how NASCAR is actually really hot. And takes sure you gotta be in grandson and I can never do it. So yeah, I don't, don't want to hear how it's already too late. My kids fucked because of me. All right. 
So, um, but my, my dad used to drink and drive, right? My friend, he talks about this over the, he's like, and I'd be like, hey, dad, you're not going to drink and drive. He goes, I buy, he goes, I drive drunk, but if you drive sober, that's what he told me. Uh, I think I was like 10. I don't think I even drove at the time, you know? Um, and I then, drive drunk because you drive oh, sober. Better, better than you drive sober. Uh, yeah, better. Like I'm a better driver. Drunk. And you're a child, like, Imagine <laughs> being able to reach the pedals in itself makes you a better driver than me. I'm a little child. And then I was like, Dad, why are you smoking so much weed? He goes, it took me 30 years of getting high every day to get as burnt as you are naturally. This is what he told me. This is my fucking dad when I was like 19. <laughs> oh, well. uh, dude. So I guess the somewhere in the middle is good parenting. <laughs> I remember getting, this is recently, I remember getting, like, taking my kid, my kid's like, Daddy, I, ha I have to go potty, right? So we were driving by my dad's apartment. I'm like, oh, I'll just pull over. I'm like, Dad, I'm like, I'm down the block. My kid has to go to the bathroom. Why? Because she's got to take a cookie. Is it okay? But uh, yeah, fine. We get out of the elevator. It's like, uh, it's like a Cypress Hill video. Fucking weed smoke out of the and he's all the way down like and i'm like what it's a fucking fog and i'm like that's definitely coming from my fucking dad's place right and so then i i i come in he's he's like opening up the the windows i'm like it's okay that just she's gotta take a go to that let's just get out of here you know it's just any, anyway <laughs> can fight. i tell you your dad's kind of my hero man like what a guy <laughs> listen to this guy's still living man he was like he's, Till the wheels come off, baby. Yeah, that guy's the American dream. All right. So uh divorced Dern, Mackenzie Dern looked better than I've ever seen. If you would have told me five years ago, oh my god, she'd fight Angela Hill and Dern would win on the feet, and Hill in the first round was winning grappling for a second, and then she wasn't. I'd be like, dude, this is uh freaky Friday. That's not gonna happen. And I don't know. Mackenzie Dern, I guess, got divorced because they were saying, oh, she had personal issues, which have helped her. And then um, she's all ripped. She, Tell she, Tolly home, too. She came in with it, like, looking at incredible shape. And her striking has never looked better. Uh, this is a very dangerous woman. Angela Hill, props for staying in the fight. Absolutely. Fuck. That was rough. Uh, Sean, what do you think? I did not watch it, so I'll just have to take your guys' word for it. I don't really like to uh, watch women fighting, so uh, unless it's Ronda Rousey getting beat up, I can watch that all day long. But uh, other than that, I don't. Uh... Well, well, I listen. I actually bet on Hill because I'm like nobody thinks Hill's got a shot here, but I know how tough she is. Boy, she was, a, she was tough enough to survive yeah. for five rounds. But that's all she did. I felt bad for her, but it does speak to Mackenzie Dern in that uh, I was thinking about Mackenzie Dern that we've known. And what I saw, I mean, the second I saw her entering the ring, I'm like, Jesus Christ. She's like three times bigger than she used to be. I was like, how did she even make weight? Like, yeah. she looked huge versus Angela, who was already on a short camp on short notice. So, I mean, poor Angela, she, I mean, it was like an eighth grader beating up on a fifth grader. Like, I was like, what is happening in here? And yeah, Dern, you gotta, this is a different, this is a different animal altogether. She clearly lives in the gym now is, this is all she's eating, breathing, living, sleeping, dreaming. Everything is this. And she's, she's a force to be reckoned with. You better, I, I'm interested to see where this goes. I think her I love how uh, I love how he uh, he compared the tougher version of the girl to an eighth grader. 
Like it was like watching an eighth grader. I thought you were gonna say fight her dad. It's like it's like watching an eighth grader fighting an even worse fighter. Well, because you know, kids yeah. <laughs> want to include the kids. So uh so Sean also um Anthony Hernandez, who's just on a beat, he's just like a like Bisbing said, he's not the strongest, not the fastest, not the most technical, but the toughest and the most tenacious put a beating on Edmund. And Edmund was looking good his last fight, but this Hernandez guy is a monster. I don't even know what his background is. I think he's just one of these dudes, you know, that just keeps getting better. I think that happens sometimes when the guys pick up MMA late. Sometimes I've never even heard of him. What's his first name? What Anthony Hernandez. He goes by Fluffy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not to be uh, confused with Gabriel, but yeah, he um he put a beating on him. Now, also on the card is uh, Joaquin Buckley, who he's the guy that remember somebody caught his his, his leg and he did that crazy kick. He either yeah. gets like knocked, and then he got knocked out. He either knocks the guy out or he gets knocked out. Oh so, yeah, yeah, I, exactly. And this this was one of his good fights. Yeah, the other guy always looks good for the first round. He looks like this guy's a world beater, and then for some reason always loses or has been losing his last couple fights uh in uh Fialho. So I'll tell you, Sean, I'll show you what, exactly what happened. We'll uh, we'll share because there were two kind of funny things that happened here. The first one was this. Right? So again. <laughs> <laughs> James Brown it. Let's see that again. So he wins. Joaquin Buckley does it again. I'm guessing he feels good. <laughs> that is not what you'd expect. Then his this one you think, okay, he's not gonna top that. You gotta see his uh his his post-fight uh interview, which was this right here. I don't think he's allowed to say that. That was, that was like when Booker T said it coming after Hulk Hogan in a, in a pro wrestling uh, interview. He, he uh, dropped. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that's what Joaquin Buckley uh, definitely let his emotions, I guess, get the best of him. But, um, man, uh, look great. Look great. Uh, happy for him. Nice guy. He came to one of my shows, and there was uh, this woman that was like, way too hot for the guy and i was like oh where'd you guys meet and the guy was like oh lifestyle.com which i know is a swinger website um so of course uh yeah because isn't that their code they're like so are you in the lifestyle isn't yeah. that like their code yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. don't say swinger. Is, how do you know that adam like adam's like yeah i know that website like how how do you know that that's what that is? this guy who is the drummer for skid row like after sebastian bach left <laughs> Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, because uh, he also had done some porn and stand-up comedy. <laughs> his name was Phil Verone, and he Phil had... Verone. That's right. Good guy though. Nice guy. Nice guy, and, and he sold a dildo called the Fildo. I don't know how many he sold, but he. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he used to come. He was part of the lifestyle, and he used to pack the improv with all these like kind of hot chicks, but older pastor. Uh, I don't want to say past or prime because that's not what I what. The, <laughs> but that prime. is exactly what you meant. That is exactly uh, what you mean. that's what you mean. You're not going to say it. <laughs> I don't want to say past or prime. Because Listen, it, if they were at a steakhouse, 
they wouldn't be considered prime cuts. <laughs> Remember Don Lemon got in trouble for saying past it? Remember he got no fucking... This is not CNN. <laughs> <laughs> the bars is exceedingly low for MMA roasted, I'm afraid. So. so, yeah, so he bought these girls that were, that were hot, definitely some cougar-ass girls, and then they came to the show and surrounded me, and then I went to one of their parties, and it was nuts. I told you, I think I told the story a hundred times, the girl getting fisted. Is that to finish him? No. Yeah, no, 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 no. The girl's getting fisted while the football game was on the Super Bowl. And it was like the woman, the Reggie Bush was playing the Super Bowl, and it was like the fourth quarter, and everyone's watching it while some girls looked like a turkey had a the guy who had his fist in her, and then everyone's watching and looking at the girl getting fisted, and the and then some girl goes, Oh, and I go, Yeah, right. And she goes, He's doing it wrong. So that was <laughs> So that happened. Michael Johnson, by the way. So that happened. And then I was like, maybe it's time to get married. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may have seen it all, guys. So another I'm guy. Can't even watch the Super Bowl without fucking fisting. <laughs> so Michael Johnson, by the way, looked great. On the upside, everybody scored. Michael, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Michael Johnson looked great. He was fucking looking great. It was, he was beating for Hera. It was Michael Johnson of old. This is it. And then he got caught. And Sean, oh, Yeah, man. oh, boy. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? If I'm going to bet, I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose, how great is that? Okay, visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You gotta be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable and bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. I got to talk to you about HelloFresh. First of all, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh farmed, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Number one, all right? You can make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, no 
gas, all that other stuff that you get to get there. No, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of home. Sounds good to me. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences, okay? Take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushroom and chive risotto. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Now, me and my wife, we've been doing home-cooked HelloFresh, and it has been delicious, delicious, okay? It saves us time. It saves us money. We're in. So just go to HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60. Use the code Roasted60 for 60% off plus free shipping, okay? HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60, all right? HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go check it out. Boy. Look how scary this looks right here. This is, yeah, this is straight down the pipe right there. Watch this. Just look in the counter. There you go. You see that? Wait, a body shot did that to him? No, no. Can you can you can you can you see it or is it fuzzy? Maybe it blurred. It looked like a body it shot. Blurred. It looks like a body shot, but it's a but straight no. down, right, like right on the. Is this better? Let's see. Let me see. Look in the counter. There right, you... right on the button. Yeah, hey, man. Right here. It's like just straight down. There you go. Man, I'm not a big fan of following up shots like that. Man, when a guy goes stiff like that, I think they should. Make a rule the fight's over. If his arms are outstretched and not moving, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I worry about well, what the extra shots are doing to guys. Yeah, that's how that, that other one ended. Like, he put him, uh, the Buckley one, when Buckley, he put him down, Buckley just stood up and was like, that's it. It's over, you know. So he 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 basically did the same thing. But, yeah, he fucking. What's awesome is my, my eyes aren't that great anymore. And I, on that tab, with it being small, it looked like it said slave claws. And I was wondering this whole time why you had a tab open that said slave claws for that. Uh, oh, no. The guy's name uh, is Slava, Slava Claus. Claus, apparently. So Slava Claus. Slave won. Claus. So Slava <laughs> Claus, a super nice guy. He came to the show. He fought a guy named Mahash- Mahashate. But that's his, he only has one name, like Madonna or Cher. So it was and, bonus night for the announcers. <laughs> <laughs> which I think, I thought it was Misha Tate, but they just scrambled the words. But she was supposed to be on the card too. But it's no, it's Mahashate. And... So he, um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good fight. So this guy he came to my show and he was a nice guy. He's got great kickboxing. His wrestling was needed to a thing. And after the show, he came to me. He's like, I want to do stand up comedy. I'm, he was such a nice guy, beautiful wife. And I was so happy because he's lost his last couple fights because of wrestling. So he wins this fight, right? Boom. And, and then he does this dance. Man, white people shouldn't dance. Certainly not Russian. I, I was gonna say, man, that guy can smash, dude. That guy. <laughs> you can tell that guy knows how to fuck. <laughs> the sweet up kicks. Oh my god! So Slava Claus won. Uh, Carolina Kalvachek looked great. She fought. Uh, Vanessa, uh, the girl who was, um, Jamopoulos. Yes. She used to be a stripper. She wrote a book called the stripper Bible. Uh, she went around teaching stripping. She was like, you know, one of those girls that like, it was a feature dancer that they bring in, you know, I actually hosted the feature dance awards, uh, one time. In, of in- course. <laughs> <laughs> they have an award show for that. 
But they told me don't make fun of the dancers because I guess Paulie Shore did the week year before. And they all attacked. This girl's rubbed her clear on poles from Atlanta to Seattle. Dude, it was the funniest thing because they were like awarding like best strip club in like Northwest Texas or something, right? And then the guy would come up who won like you know, the, the name of the thing was like, uh, you know, tits or whatever, boobies or whatever. And he'd be like, the guy'd be crying. They said we couldn't do it. And we proved them wrong. Like, it was- they were saying for years that his strip club would never be the best in Northwest Texas. And they were wrong. They were, they were wrong. wrong. Yeah. Dude, it was, it was insane. So, uh, sounds like Slava Claus came early that year for him. <laughs> there it is. You've been holding on to that one. How long have you been holding on to that one? Since Slave Claws? I was working since I saw Slave Claws. Yeah, totally. I was like, you were working on that Claws joke. You're like, okay, I get it. Nice. That's funny. I read every angle. I was thinking there's a Slava Claws in my contract. I was working everything. I couldn't come, <laughs> up, couldn't come up with anything. Like, yeah, I was, the second it popped out, I'm like, there it is. He's been working on that one. Carolina, you got to admit, Carolina looked hot, though, man. She's, I, I'm into her. She's sexy. You would never she know looked- that the other girl was a stripper, right? Like, Right. You, no, well, I wouldn't. It necessarily want to see it um as much as i would want to see it out of carolina but so one time i performed at a uh, strip club in wait, wait, just really quickly she wrote the stripper bible and i'm sure that's probably not what the bible uh should be applied to <laughs> if you wrote a stripper bible it should be one page you should just open it it should say find jesus Right, yeah, and then and then that's the end of the stripper Bible. Like, or find Jesus, chapter two. Your dad didn't love you, chapter three. But God does. Like, come on. Right. I was at a strip club one time with my friend, and the girl was on the pole, and she came like you know they come like flying down the pole, and I guess she had a uh, like really cheap shoes, so the heel of her shoe fell off. Like when you hit it. And it was oh, yeah. flying and hit some guy in the chest. And the guy <laughs> almost fucking had, like, like was like knocked out. He was like, oh, yeah. Because you don't expect a, a, a shoe to come flying. He fell back like Michael Johnson in that fight with his arms extended. <laughs> <laughs> Rigid. <laughs> Dude, yeah. He, Michael Johnson's feet were even, you know, doing that fucking weird. It was like, he's, he's fucking out. Yeah. Dude, one of the best. I Dude, I don't that he. I wish I was just gonna say I wish they would let him win a fight every now and then instead of just getting Michael Johnson knocked out over and over again. Like he, uh, I don't know what his, <laughs> what his last five or ten have been, but it seems like less than 50-50. Yeah, I don't know who the scriptwriter is for the UFC, but this is getting repetitive. <laughs> yeah, they, now they really should give him a winnable fight. I've never understood why they just keep running those guys in the ground, man. Like uh, over and over again, it's crazy. Some guys that becomes the role that they play for the for the league, you know. And uh, you got to know that they also kind of accept it. Yeah. You know, and, and I wonder if it's like out of this sense of I'll prove him wrong. I'll show no, him Johnson won his last fight. He looked great his last fight. He looked great his last his last fight. He looked great, um, but this fight is just uh, all right. So Chase Hooper won. Looked great in his striking. Super happy for him. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he's had a lot of fights, but I mean. There was, I mean, it is like volume over power. There's not a lot of power in those shots. He just hits you over and over and over again. It's a lot like your act. But the, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, he, he, I mean, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm waiting. I, I feel like he's hitting a lot of competition that is kind of handpicked for him to be able to. Yeah. Uh, someone that I, can... well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they have to figure out what level he's on. 
You know, I think they're trying I mean, to so they're definitely trying to give him. I mean, they're giving him opportunities and they're giving him good matchups. But you know, you get against somebody that's that's rangier the way he is, but has actual power because those longer guys are usually shockingly powerful punchers. And I just feel like he hasn't really seen that yet. And I'm wondering what happens when he runs into it. So in the in the stupidest feud right now is between John Jones, Francis Ngannou, and uh Jones and Ganu and Tyson Fury. It's this, it's like three guys that are never going to fight each other that are going back and forth, back and forth on Twitter. They're fighting. And then Rogan got involved. So Joe Rogan said that in a. So nobody in this is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, John Jones is like, you're the baddest man in the thing. Prove it. Tyson Fury says, I'll do either, uh, you know, I think he said, I'll do no holds, barred fight, kind of like no rules fight. He goes, lock them in us in a room, and I'm coming out. Rogan says, if you lock two of them in a room, John Jones is going to win. And then Tyson Fury responded to Joe Rogan, uh, which we will show you right here. Uh, Tyson Fury did not like that. And also, I'm in the prime of my life as well. I'm 34-year-old, as strong, as big, as fucking parts I've ever been. I'm looking to sign a 10-fight deal. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't fucking going nowhere! I'm coming for all you motherfuckers out there. I'm the baddest man on the planet. I heard Joe Rogan say something about me over there, and I've been off all the social media, so I didn't reply to that little pussy. Little fucking midget, bald-headed midget. I heard him say that John Jones could fuck me up if we went in the room together. I don't think so. Not a man born for him. Mother can fuck me up in a room on our own. Whatever happens in that room, I'd be walking out. Not a fucking problem. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, what language was that? I don't even know. <laughs> and no, I'm kidding. But it was. But first of all, did he say he was fighting four year olds? And then was he a bald guy deriding another bald guy? You're yeah. right. I didn't even think about that. But the thing is, I hate to say it, but after watching Tyson Fury get up. After after uh, Deontay Wilder, mm. like there's nobody on the planet that could have got up from that punch. He's a shocking I, that guy. <clears throat> he's one of those guys that his body doesn't match the result. I honestly don't know if anyone can beat him. I I know, like my brain is telling me oh, it's MMA versus boxing, and these guys gonna win. But this dude might not be human. I mean, he was like dead, and then got up like the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I was not that impressed. I've seen the Undertaker do it a hundred times. So, um, dude, I I think I, I I you know it depends on if it's boxing or MMA. That's the determining yeah, factor. Right. That's it. You put uh, the MMA in boxing, he's gonna lose. You put the boxer in MMA, he's gonna lose bad. So I mean, in a fight, who who in an actual no hole barred fight, who wins? <laughs> easily, John Jones. It, yeah. uh it cracks me up. These guys that. uh He's sitting there saying he beat John Jones or whatever, and he was saying all that. And he's like, and if you want to come to the boxing ring, I'll prove it. Like, wait, what? Like, so, <laughs> like you just said you'll beat him anyway, anywhere. And if you want to do it in a boxing ring, I'll prove that I'm saying that, you know, it's so dumb. But yeah, no, there's no, there's no chance in the world. It reminded me of a, a guy that was the Indiana's heavyweight champion boxer, whatever that's worth. Maybe he was Mr. Nude World too, or whatever, because there's a lot of state champion boxers. But um, there's um he went to spar one day with me and I saw him hitting guys real hard, like way too hard. And I said, nah. And he's like, Oh yeah, you're scary. I was like, no, I'll get mad and I'll beat you up for real. You know, or whatever. I said, you're, you're hitting too hard. You know, I said, uh, it, uh, and when you're the state champion boxing guys that don't box regularly, of course you can do that and get away with it. You know, but I knew, I said, I know how the story ends, you know, 
And then there was threats of people being shot and all kind of stuff. So it got it got uh, pretty bad. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but no, that's uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be forty five seconds. The boxers, it's all it's all easy to say he would never touch me. I would knock him out of the way in until you don't. You know? Yeah, and yeah. Get right. yeah. Jones is a really smart fighter. I think he might have the highest fight IQ out of anybody. It's uh, John yeah. Jones, guys who were just born to do it. It's crazy. He's not that good at any other sport besides wrestling. They say, he's terrible you know what? Every I was watching some of these heavyweight matches this weekend, and I was just like, okay, you know what? No wonder John Jones is brilliant. Oh, yeah, don't go back. Light heavyweight is filled with real great fighters, the heavyweights fucking suck. They're yeah. all fat. They're all slow. They all just punch. They all rely on power. Very few of them have any cardio, let alone any ability to really work on the ground. I'm like, it's, you know, it's like Trump taking over the Republican Party. There's no competition. Well, it's you like, know, like it there was, was a boxing match. Easy. Years ago, there was a boxing match, and the announcer was like, where are all the good heavyweights? And the guy's like, playing football. Right. That's uh, true. Yeah. If you could learn how to fight MMA and get the shipping out of you every day and all that stuff. Or you could just, you know, block a linebacker, you know, Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, that's right. So these guys, they're not, they're just not good fighters really. And Oh, I mean, great fights. Cause you know, it's so funny when you watch the individual fight replays on ESPN, you always know the heavyweight one. Cause it's only seven minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that includes the walk-ins. Exactly. Yeah. That includes four minutes of walk-ins. One minute of intros and then a two-minute fucking fight every time. And that's the greatest thing. They just knock each other the fuck out. But, yeah, for someone like John Jones, yeah, this is a fucking cakewalk for you. Mm. I do think it's funny that John Jones was always – they would want him to fight Ngannou when Ngannou was in a contract. He's like, show me the money. I'm not fighting that guy for, you know, less than $100 million, this and that. And now that Ngannou's not under contract anymore, he's like, yeah, that's what I thought running now that I'm in the heavyweight division. Like, dude, you didn't come until he was gone. Like, had no interest in heavyweight until he was gone. Then he wanted to fight, you know? So. Right, because he was the only guy he might. He was afraid he might not be able to just cakewalk through. Everybody else. It's yeah. been. It, it, I don't see anybody. I don't see. Anybody, I don't know. The, the one guy, the guy Pavlovich, is going to be a tough one for him. The guy, that guy, Sergio. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him fight yet, but I know you guys say he's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, he ran through him. Curtis Blades. He's oh yeah, 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 yeah. That guy might be. That guy's got to be tough. Now Dana White. They asked him about the PFL and Ngannou. He obviously is sick of talking about it, but uh, I couldn't wait to show you guys this because you know it's going to be entertaining. No. 280 million, 300 million. I don't know what the number is from the Middle East. And I've done a lot of business. Oh, right, right here. So they asked him. 280 million, 300 million. I don't know what the number is from the Middle East. And I've done a lot of business in the Middle East. Those guys are sharp. And they know what to do. I don't know who in the hell would give them $280 million because I'm hearing they're buying Bellator, right? So you're an organization that's burning cash, have no ratings and selling no tickets. And you're going to raise 280 million to buy a company that's burning cash, sells no tickets, it does no ratings. It sounds fucking absolutely genius to me. Um, and I don't know, uh, no, 280 million, 300. So, yeah, he's I mean, like, so that's my shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kind of has a point. Um, I don't understand how the PFL makes any money, and I'm not. I like the PFL, but. They do no promotion. Same with Bellator. 
and they seem to they they, they buy they give all these guys money. They give they got Ganu, they got this, they got that, but they don't tell anyone when the fight is. If I was the P, why wouldn't the PFL buy? Are they not allowed to buy ads on ESPN or or can you or some well ESPN does have it you know they they have their exclusive agreement with UFC so maybe they can't they got they're laundering drug money like internationally it doesn't really matter whether you market your fight promotion or not because they're they're doing something that isn't MMA promotion I see what they pay some of these guys and I think that's where part of Dana's frustration comes from um, which is funny that Dana's like he's more he's mad at Ngannou for taking. Like he's that deal's terrible, and who's giving him such a great deal? Like on the other side, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're paying him to train for a year. Like that doesn't make any sense, you know. And they're yeah, you know, blah blah blah. But you can't blame Ngannou for taking it. And then people are like, I love when people say he just wants the easier fights. Like we all want the easier fights. Like every fighter, they can say whatever they want. It's uh, like uh, Matt Mitrione one time is going to fight uh, Stephen Struve, and Struve had like a heart attack or something before, or, like passed out from anxiety. And then Mitrione was like acting like he was upset after they canceled the fight. When it was right before he walked out, like, dude, you're not upset. You got your show in win bonus. Didn't take a punch. Didn't take any damage. You just got paid and you can fight again next month. You know what I mean? Like it's a, everybody acts like, I want the challenge. No, you don't. You want the easiest fight possible. Like it's, it's stupid, man. So Like an eighth grader fighting a fifth grader. Right. Yes. Yeah, I should have, I should have <laughs> put it into elementary school. Terms and would have been to so. Well, I guess that according to, Listen. The, uh, according to Luke, uh, Luke Thomas, the UFC made something where like $222 billion in profit last year or something like. Some <laughs> That's what it's about, man. Uh, I mean, again, the answer to all of your questions is money. They see the market value you know, that the UFC yeah, is getting all to themselves and they're willing to invest to, to in the long term, take a share of that. Yeah, You know, I mean, that's a huge market cap to make that much fucking money. And they're like, these guys, they got, they can't hold on to this forever without anybody trying to take a slice. So I don't think they understand the sport. That's the problem is that like, you know, Dana understands, Dana's a fan, a fan first and also a businessman. You got a lot of these people are just business people. You you kind of need a fan to kind of run an organization. <laughs> Endeavor, so Endeavor's not a fan. I know, I, I know but that's why that's why they're kind of fucking fucking things up because all they look is numbers, you know. Um, but you can't do that in a in, a, in like a sport. I don't, I don't think you can. Anyway, so John Jones uh, crashed. Uh, what's his name? Um, the guy, my my. Uh, he went on. What's his, the the guy who the sewer? The guy who who uh, knits? Who am I thinking? In, in like the PFL, uh, Maurice Green. Maurice Green was doing an interview. With Alex Behanen, who's a nice guy, and John Jones, I guess, was in the background. Uh, if you guys want to see this, it's nice to see him crash something besides a car for a change. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this. Here we go. To do what he did. So okay, he asked. He's asked about France Ngannou. To, to to do what he did. <laughs> France is the pussy. And always gonna be a pussy with all that muscle. With all that muscle. <laughs> so uh, that's what he said during the interview. Uh, Francis is a pussy. He's always gonna be a pussy with all that muscle. Um, that's crazy that a guy like you know, you, you know, like John Jones could call someone like Ingano a pussy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, he if he really if he really wanted to fight him, he could go to Dana and be like, I want an inter 
you know, interleague fucking match. I want to, you know, us versus them. I want to fight this guy. He's not doing that. He's playing for his boss because his boss is like, hey, you know, you say whatever you want. Try and bring him back to the UFC. You know, this, this it's so easy for him to say that now. Right. He wanted $100 million to fight him before, but now that he's gone and there's no chance of it happening, it's like, yeah, that's what I thought. So... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny, man. People are funny. That's what I can talk all the shit I want now since I'm not a fighter anymore because people will be like, oh, yeah, meet me in the cage. I'm like, no, I'm retired, you know, or whatever. And then uh, so I can say whatever I want to whoever I want now. So, and I they can't prove me wrong. Like, I could beat Kane in a fight. Especially if you're a doctor evaluating your psych to whether you could get a (laughs) Yeah. I got some some more doctor stories that you guys wouldn't believe, but I won't even bore you with that. I hate hearing them. I feel so bad. It's so dumb. It's all so stupid. All the bureaucracy. Anyways, yeah. Really. yeah. So some Great. fight announcements that got made. Just uh, Dustin Poirier versus Gaethje 2. By the way, uh, Poirier was... Wait, is that for the BMF title, I heard? Yes, for the BMF yeah. title. Uh, which I guess... I thought... That, Masvidal had the BMF belt. Yeah. Maybe the millennial BMF champion or the interim BMF. They're going to unite him at some point. Yeah, you know, that's what I love about the UFC. There are no morals at all. Like no, like this is a one-time only thing. This isn't a this is a gimmick for one fight, and then like they need something to sell this fight. Hey, it's going to be for the BMF belt. You know what I mean, or whatever. Like we don't do that WWE shit over here. We don't, you know, do that. And then they make a fake title, and it's just like, uh, or we don't, uh, we don't do gimmick fights except CM Punk and uh, James Tony and you know, yeah, wrong, you know. Yeah, it's now, like, what does BMF stand for? Baddest motherfucker. Um, but but uh, yeah, it's kind of like what they said. Uh, it's like when Goldberg. Well, that doesn't sound like a made-up belt at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually someone has to get a wallet. That says that. Right. <laughs> That's what they should do. Fuck the belt. Just make it a wallet. Just trans- make it a wallet or a big wallet on the belt. That just says badass mother, baddest motherfucker. Yeah, this if you're fighting me- UFC, you don't need a wallet, so you don't have any money, so they could put it on the belt. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, this reminds me when Goldberg was 180 and 0, remember? And then right. he was like 220 and 0, like the next week. Right, next week. Like, yeah. When did he have those 60 bad? Yeah. <laughs> 50 ma- 40 matches. Uh, but yeah, and then the, there was a referee in WWE that got suspended. Remember when they had the the, the two twin brothers? They had yeah. the Saturday Night's main event, and one of the ref was evil. And then it revealed that his brother was like tied up in the back. Because... Oh my God. <laughs> so the guy, I think his name was Danny Davis, he got suspended, they said, for life and 30 years. Right. In case he came back from the dead. Well, they'd seen uh they had seen Undertaker do it so many times. They were like, if he even if he comes back like the Undertaker, he's got 30 years. So there was a prisoner actually. I don't know if you heard about this in the news. He got sentenced to life in, in prison and then he died, he had a heart attack, was technically said dead, but then did but then lived. So yeah. he was arguing that his life was over, that he should be able to get out. Uh, for a murder or whatever he did. Listen, when you're in jail for life, eh, you shoot your shot. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I bet Joey Diaz tells that story as if it were him now that you said on the podcast. Next week, he's going to be like, let me tell you, Joe Rogan, last time I died when I was in prison. Someone told me, I don't want to say who, but a comedian once told me that all of Joey Diaz's stories are lies. And then I started paying attention. And I was like, dude, I heard my uncle tell that same story 40 years ago when I was a little kid or whatever. Like every story is such a lie. It's so ridiculous. So I always comment on all his stuff, like even on Twitter, I'll just scream and be like lies. 
like when he took one of his stories or whatever, you know, whatever. So he just. Well, he said, remember, he got in trouble for at the. He said back in the day that like at the comedy store, the girl, but and then they were like they called him out on it, and he was like, you know, sometimes you, you, you're on these podcasts, you make. He basically kind of admitted that <laughs> sometimes you forget your life story, you forget it happened to someone else, not you. <laughs> um. So, uh, Jason Mayhem tweeted me that the world is bananas. He texted me. Um, I, I said, yes, it is. <laughs> he wasn't gone that long. It's not like it's not like he was incarcerated in the 70s and he came out now and he's like, what are these bones everybody had? It's been like two years. Like, that much has changed. You know, like, that's hilarious. <laughs> so he said, he said, uh, he wants to talk about it on the show. He said, um, basically, he was mad that uh, he's, I don't want to, he's basically, one of his things he says that Instagram is a bunch of people pretending that their lives are cool. Um, so, and. Uh, is that wrong? It's well-covered subjects. He, he's <laughs> hankering to talk. He said his Snapchat is a bunch of Android video hosts trying to get, kind of trying to scam them. Um, and then uh, some other stuff. So, yeah, he wants to talk about the world of bananas. Um, sounds uh sounds like he's all caught up. <laughs> <laughs> that's all there is. That's what's up, dog. You figured it out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Women are just scamming you over your phone. And uh, you know, I, I've heard that a lot actually from dudes that like on the dating sites, women just hit them up and they're like, Yeah, meet me here. Yeah, meet me here, buy me dinner. Like they just, you know, they just try and immediately try and get something out of you, you know, as fast as possible. And it's just it's like, yeah. whoa, don't you want to talk? No, no, no. Come meet me at this restaurant. Buy me dinner. And stuff, like, you yeah. know, it's like the scam is just on right away. So, yeah, you listen. So, gotta, um, you know, I, I've never been so glad to be married. <laughs> so, uh, Tony Ferguson is fighting Bobby Green. Uh, Ferguson just got a DUI. He was on TMZ last week for that. Um, so, I guess he got in some trouble. I think that's a good fight. Uh, for both of them, Bobby Green has no defense, keeps his hands down. Tony Ferguson does not look like the Tony Ferguson of old. Why not? This, this looks like, uh, old of Tony Ferguson. That's what it looks like. <laughs> They're gonna be. It's gonna be a banger, not just his car in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, Stephen Thompson is fighting the guy Michelle Pajara, the guy who learned how to fight in the circus in the Brazilian sure. circus. <laughs> So, Wonder Boy versus that—that that should be a good fight. Uh, that guy, that yeah, is, but he doesn't he does as much of that spectacular stuff as he used to, no. which has made him a better fighter. I mean, it has made him a better fighter, but not nearly as fun to watch. Although Wonder Boy is the perfect guy to be able to do any of that stuff to, so yeah. that should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, Michael Chiesa is fighting Kevin Lee. Remember the first fight they had. I think Kevin Lee put him in a rear naked choke and Kiesa didn't tap and it just went like, I remember it was like a weird ending. Um, so Kevin Lee is back, which is good. I know Kevin Lee was campaigning for Bernie Sanders for a while. Uh, he was uh, he was speaking he was speaking at Bernie Sanders rallies and stuff. Kevin Lee might be the only guy to go to another promotion, lose four or five, and come back to the UFC. Like I don't know, like didn't he lose like five in a row outside? No, the UFC? no, he, he he went once. He fought for Eagle FC. He beat Diego Sanchez. With a torn ACL, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and now he's back. He didn't go. Oh, to I any thought he was gone for like five fights. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, 
And then Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain is official for UFC Boston. Aljamain got huge already. He already has a big beer gut. Uh, he lost his six-pack, but it's okay. He's coming back. I mean, at least it's early enough. They're already talking a lot of shit uh, on uh, Twitter back and forth. Um, so that's good. Uh, and then, well, you know, at this point, you know, after the Patty Piblet transformation, I I don't doubt anybody's any of these high fighters, high level fighters' ability to just completely transform their body within within enough time. Uh, Terrence McKinney made an announcement that he's fighting. He came out like um, Little Nas X in Old Town Road, right, right, uh, on, on like a horse. Um, so he made his announcement <laughs> that he's like, gay. No, that he has a fight coming up. Oh. <laughs> that was Terrence McKinney's a guy that like died six times and got tased by the cops. Because wasn't that little Nas X's big announcement? Yeah, little <laughs> he, he came out that he was gay. Yeah, so <laughs> you're like, it's a big little Nas X thing. And I'm like, no, he came no, he came out the same. Uh, no, he didn't come out of the closet. But he came out like a little mouse X. That's what I thought. That's what I I'm like, oh, wow, we have our first openly gay fighter. I was going to, I thought it was going to be, you know. <laughs> no, Dominic was, gotta, was like, wait a damn minute here. Hold on. I'll see if I, can I knew that was coming. That was another T. I just put that T ball on the T for you, buddy. So here, here, I'll, here, I'll show you how he's going to, uh, let me see if I can find it. McCorkle. Uh, <laughs> so he came out. So here, right here, he, um, this was his fight announcement. Here we go. Sure, if I could share it. So, boom. You, I'm you just going to say it? that every time something goes wrong now. Hold on. You guys, <laughs> can you guys see this? Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's T-Rex. And as you know, I'm a black man, and I'm looking for a black woman. And we're going to have an old school shootout right around July 15th, Las Vegas. See you there. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden letter reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up. Are you sure he wasn't coming out? Listen, you gotta you, listen, you need to be scared of a man who can tame a statue of a bull. I mean <laughs> that guy. And you know what? You know what? I gotta I hate to be the old man on the fucking get off my lawn soapbox, but this is what <laughs> social media has done to us. Okay, we're not allowed to. <laughs> There's a reason I'm not trying to fight. Not a fighter. I'm a fucking entertainer. Guess what, pal? You're not a fucking entertainer. Like, oh my god. Everyone thinks they're a fucking entertainer now. It's that like, was brilliant. Jesus. I loved it. The look on McCorkle's face made that whole thing worth it. Well, I was trying to figure out. I thought that was a, a chicken drumstick in his one hand at first when he pulled it up, and I thought, where's he going with this? And then uh, I saw it was like an alligator pistol or something. Right, just, like some kind of water guns or something. I was thinking that should be John Morant's next move. Like if he really wants to stick to him, he should have those alligator water guns and start doing that on his social media to really 
piss people off. But uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was amazing. <laughs> so I'm not sure what he was doing. What was he announcing? I, all I know is that <laughs> yeah, it was a fight. Yeah, and the guy know. flew in. The little cutout of him flew in, and then and then like a true matador, he made him disappear. <laughs> so uh, I think he, he's a matador magician, matadician or something, or ma 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 magicador. He's a magicador. <laughs> uh, being a cowboy had to do with any of that either. <laughs> Cowboys aren't a matadors. Like that's yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of there were a lot of mixed messages. A lot of mixed messages in that one. Uh, I am a matador magician who's a cowboy. Uh, <laughs> Who can who can only ride these statues? <laughs> um, and then also uh, was announced Vince Michelle's got a fight. Um, hey, look who's back from hell, Vince Michelle. He's fighting Benoit Saint Denis, who's uh, ten and Famous one. Famous for Benoit's not was. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, that was dumb. So uh, yeah, Vince Vince is one. Um, over the now, what are they? Where, where is this? Is this in UFC? I think yeah, yeah, the UFC. It's okay, a, I don't, July, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just July been so long since we've seen Vince. I've never heard of this other guy. I'm like, I didn't know if this was a UFC prelim. So yeah, or the guy's, is this... the guy's ten and one. Uh, they're fighting in July, uh, July first. Vince is fourteen and three. Um, and was uh, has Vince been injured for a while? We haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. Did he hurt himself? Yeah. What was it? His pack, his arm. What was it? I don't know. Uh, I remember when Vince wanted to fight Gavin Newsom. Remember during COVID. He kept calling yeah. out. He kept calling out Gavin Newsom. Surprised Newsom uh, didn't take that fight. That's one yeah. I think we've been calling for for a while. I don't know. <laughs> the, the angriest, pandemic. Pandemic was a strange time. Dude, the angriest I've ever seen time. Vince. The angriest I've ever seen Vince. And Vince is like an even keel. He's just a cool. Like was when we he wanted to, he wanted to kill Ween Dog. Was when we oh. went on his Twitch and promoted his own Twitch and then left. Like he came and then I Vince was furious. Like this motherfucker. Like I've never in any of his fights, <laughs> lead up anything, wanted to kill Wean Dog for promoting his and he I noticed like, we haven't seen Wean Dog for years. So that's all after a he's he hiding weird mysteriously. Yeah. No, he's working for uh what's his name? That uh huge conservative Republican uh Ben Shapiro? Uh, no, even more. Um he he did a yeah, that's no, the guy did a, no, the guy did a movie. The guy did a, the guy did a movie with Adam Carolla, Dennis Prager. He's working with Dennis Prager. Hmm, I know yeah. that name, but uh, Prager University. Uh, so yeah, so he's working. Uh, he's sounds well. super legit. <laughs> it, is, it, it is. It is. Sure. Yeah. Um, everybody. Everybody gets their certificate of completion at Prager University. <laughs> <laughs> That was, joke. that was the joke at our school. I went to a private school that was really just a bunch of kids that had been kicked out of public schools. Right. And always the joke was with the retarded kids, not the, I don't know, they weren't our friends. We'd say, you're getting a certificate of completion this year. Like, there's no no, no diploma for you. because no diploma, diploma, but exactly. Diplomas and certificate of uh, attendance. Exactly. We successfully babysat you for four years. Get the yeah. fuck out. Um, and then also, uh, I don't know if you guys watch BKFC, uh, over the weekend, uh, former. Um, it's or, every time you say that, I'm like, I recognize three of those letters. Uh, Dakota, <laughs> Dakota. Cox Thank you, McCorkle. Thank you, McCorkle, for getting the, the KFC joke. <laughs> uh, Dakota Cochran won. 
He's a guy that uh, he, he dabbled in, in gay porn to pay through college. Uh, great guy. Okay. He's a, a Christian. Um, and <laughs> of course he is. He's, he's he's married with kids, a beautiful wife, a family, uh, and um, he he came back. Yes, but how's his gay porn career? <laughs> yeah. so, so, and then he um, to travel because of all the baggage from his past. He doesn't really want to take that with him anywhere. <laughs> he's a really great guy, and, and he got the guy could fight. Dakota could fight. Um, he can fight. He beat up a legit fighter not long ago. Uh, who was it? Was it Chris Liebman or somebody? He beat up. He beat up a former. He knocked UFC out Johnny Hendricks. He knocked out Johnny Hendricks. Oh, Holy yeah. shit! Um, and bare knuckle. Uh, and then right here, this fight happened over the weekend. Uh, which two girls? I said it's a battle of who hates their dad the most. Uh, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the girl. On They're the in the lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> The girl, I don't know what, don't know what lifestyle that is, but they are in it. This girl won. She she beat him. Uh, this girl's got which one? The one with the tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> the one with the cross tattoo right above her vagina. Oh, she won. Uh, yeah, she won. Um, well, you know, clearly Jesus loves her more. <laughs> it was a good fight, though. And then, I think that's a dagger. I don't think that's oh, oh, a cross. That's a dagger? Yeah, dude. If the top end longer than the bottom end, it's a fucking dagger, dude. Oh, yeah. Either oh, that or it's a cross upside down as you worship Saint. So one or the other. Um, and then uh, Houston Alexander won. 51-year-old Houston Alexander won in bare knuckle fighting. Um, so that was uh, good for him. Uh, this is my AMC. We're going to see The Little Mermaid. All right. Uh, so, also- of course, you are because you're literally, and I mean this, you're the best dad in the universe, dude. Uh. Anybody that says different is fucking wrong. I would have given my, I would give my, my left nut to have had a dad who fucking treated me the way I see you treat your daughter. So, for anybody who wants to go fuck yourself in your criticisms, you're the, literally the best dad I've ever seen. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, and then uh, also, Jim Miller. Jim Miller is fighting Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon is the guy that died. He overdosed on heroin like six times. Um, and they brought him to the hospital one time for an injury and put him back on painkillers, got hooked up. He he uh, he beat, uh, I thought he beat Patty Pimblett. They gave it to Patty. And then the last fight against Bobby Green, Bobby Green like headbutted him or something and then got disqualified or, or it was a no contest. And now he's fighting Jim Miller. Um, Jim Miller versus... Hasn't Jim Miller retired like three times already? Or my gloves in the cage like three times separately? Like surely. And his, I was gonna say, and his next lucky dance partner is Jim Miller. Yeah, I thought Jim Miller retired. I'm almost positive he retired. Dude, his record's thirty-five and seventeen. I mean, what? I, I, I mean, and his is nineteen and six. Okay, the previous, their last fight records. Jim Miller's coming off a loss, and of course. Uh, uh, Gordon's coming off a no contest. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, whoa. Okay. So, what do we got coming up, Greg? Where am I? What am I? Oh, this weekend, Vegas Memorial Day weekend, the big uh ten year anniversary shows of the Dirty of twelve thirty at South Point Casino. So, uh, be sure and come out and see me doing that. Also, before that, I'll be headlining the new New Woo Comedy Stage out there at the New Woo Cannabis Dispensary. It's open air. Everybody's smoking their fucking brains out. So, if you're a weedhead, uh, that's going to be first on Friday night here. What is it? May whatever this is weekend twenty six, I think. So, um, so come out and check out those shows i mean uh that's that's what i got come then uh, laughs tucson 
June 30th, July 1st. TK is in Dallas, July 6th through 9th. So those are some of the dates that I have coming up. And you, Sean, what do you got coming up? Nothing. Just same old, same old, man. My life is the same. Arguing, yep. arguing with doctors. Yep, pretty much. That's actually a... You have no idea. It's insanity. Fuck these fucking... Okay, I got a whole thing about it. We'll have to stay for another <laughs> podcast. Uh, June 2nd. McCorkle! June 2nd, I'll be at Harvey's Comedy Pop-Up at Produce Row in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and then I'll be at Comedy at the Vine in uh, Aurora, Oregon on June 3rd. And then Capitol Hill Comedy in Seattle, Washington on June 4th. So... Uh, that's the, fun, man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a three-day thing. I, I'll, I'll hook you up with that, Greg. Um, Actually, I've heard from Jeff Kafuri, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I not have said that out loud on the podcast, the, the no, guy's I name? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I saw anyways, you, you I, And I may it. have gotten his last name wrong. I always mix it. I don't know if it's Fakuri or Kafuri, but... Uh, well, you guys have been great. Thank you, guys. But I'm glad you brought it up. Great way to end the show. I'm going to take, take it out. I'm going to take it out. I'm going to take it out. Yes, I do. Take that out of the goddamn thing. 1,000%. <laughs> Thank you guys. You guys are the best. See you guys.